Welcome to Inspiring Business with your host, Mark Bullock, who is the co-founder of Videosocials.net and of VideoInterviewPodcast.com. In every episode, Mark interviews business and organizational thought leaders who share their stories of how they inspire others by making a difference. You can find this show on Videosocials.net and YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and almost any podcast platform of your choosing. Welcome, guys. Wonderful to have you. And I am excited today. We've been trying to work this out scheduling-wise for a while. My guest today is both a client, a longtime uh, friend, Allison Joes. And Allison is the president of Legalese Consulting. She's a legal productivity, management, marketing, and social media consultant, and the co-author of Make LinkedIn Work For You, and the soon-to-be-released how to do more in less time. Allison, it's delightful to have you. Thank you so much, Mark. I'm glad we could finally work this out. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, uh, if it seems a little bit darker today, it's it's one of those cloudy days and both of us are struggling a little bit trying to get our cameras to work right with the lighting. I think we can see us clearly. It's just a little bit darker than normal, but uh, for those that are listening to this on audio, that shouldn't matter anyway. And for those on video, I, I think you can still see us, so we're, we're going we're gonna to roll with it. But um, Allison, we've known each other for years, uh, and, and, and I just wanted to start off by saying I created Inspiring Business for people like you. Um, this podcast, the whole concept of it is, is I've worked with, known over the years, a number of people that are not just in business to, you know, to, to run a great business, but their business is about making a difference for the clients that they work with. And um, in some way, you know, they're 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 all thought leaders uh, and you are really at the top of that list. And, and and I was really hoping to have you as one of my first guests. You know, here it is. I don't know, 24 or something like that uh, episodes in and I finally get to have you. So I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled. But Allison, you're an attorney who is not practicing being an attorney anymore you're out there to support others that are practicing attorneys. What Can you tell us what your story is? How, how did that come about? Yeah, sure. So uh, I was a practicing lawyer for a number of years, became a partner in the last law firm that I worked in, and I was just getting burned out. And I was getting frustrated with trying to... Um, you know, deal with my my clients and whatever supervisory responsibilities I had as a partner in the firm, trying to help. I was I was helping out the managing partner in the firm. And I, I was just getting frustrated, feeling like we kept talking about doing certain things or going in certain directions and, and we could never really get there. And I, I finally just felt like I hadn't had a vacation in in a real vacation, more than a day or two in a couple of years. And I was doing bills on the weekends. And I finally said to myself, is this really what I, what I want to do with my life? You know, And uh, at first I thought I would just take some time off or maybe ask for a sabbatical. There were, I had some personal things going on at the same time too. And I finally said, I don't, I don't feel comfortable doing that to my firm because I'm not sure that I'm going to come back. Um, and I don't know when I'm going to come back and it's not fair of them, you know, of me to ask them to kind of hold a position for me. So I just basically quit cold Turkey. I gave 
my notice and and I finished up what I could finish up in my cases. And, and I said, let me just take some time to figure out what I want to do. And I started thinking uh, about what it was that I liked about what I was doing and maybe the parts that I didn't like so much. And I found that I really liked helping other people. You know, I really liked the part of my job where I was trying to help develop uh, some of the associate firm where I was trying to manage things and help the, the firm to run better. So, and I had taken some sort of management courses, a lot of law firm management books and went to seminars and all that when I was still practicing. And so I said, let me see if I can make a business out of this, helping other lawyers with this aspect of their practice, because it's not something that we learn about in law school, right? We learn about how to be a lawyer and how to read cases and how to make arguments and how to talk to clients. But you don't you don't really learn any of the other stuff about about running the business or how to be productive or any of that. So that was kind of the impetus for and I didn't know whether it would work or it wouldn't work or it would be well received or not. Um, and I just started writing and and started a, a blog, actually, before I started my what I would call a typical website, I started a blog and started writing about some of these things and, and talking to people about it. And, and that was how I ended up with the consulting practice. It's, it's, it's terrific to see because you're you're coming from the trenches. You know, it's like you've you've been there, done that. And um, and. Yes, there's efficiency components to it, but I think you know one of the things that that, that you nailed on the head, and 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 there's so much synergy between what we do, right? Uh, both of us do, um, and and that's because we're both in trying to help people with the areas of their practice that it's not their forte, it's not their prime, it's not their you know their their prime focus, it's not what their training is in, etc. You in marketing as well as the practice management and time management and and and, um, um, and systemization, et cetera. Us on the, on the specifically on the marketing and the content generation, word of mouth marketing uh, side of things. Um, but, you know, what projects are you working on now or, or that you've been working on for a while to, to give people kind of a sampling of the areas that, that you try to, you try to help people with? Um, yeah, sure. So, so, you know, as you mentioned, I do kind of um, the practice management productivity side and then the marketing side. And I've always said that you, you can't really separate those two. Oftentimes I have clients who come to me for they think they're coming to me because they want help with their marketing. But we end up backing into sort of management and productivity because the reason why they're not getting to the marketing is because other things in the practice aren't running as well as they could be running. And so they don't have the time to focus or, or even the mental space to, to focus on the marketing. <clears throat> so a lot of what I do is sort of personal productivity stuff with my clients, even if I'm working with a firm to try to help them to, to automate as much as possible and to systematize things as much as possible. So their clients get a consistent experience so that they don't, feel like things are falling through the cracks. Um, You know, one of the things I help a lot of my clients with lawyers tend to be, you know, they have what I call, I need to see it syndrome, where they have all these things, even now that so much is electronic, 
piled around their office because the only way that they can remember to do something is if they if they see it sitting in the pile. <laughs> they're afraid to put it away because they're afraid they'll forget about it. And to me, what that tells me is that they don't have a system that they're comfortable with, that they're capturing all of the things that, that they need to do. Um, and so we'll work on that and that helps them free them up. Then if they want to work on the marketing, at least they feel like they're not forgetting about the client work that they need to do. Um, <clears throat> I do a lot of speaking and, and webinars. I just did one the other day on LinkedIn. That's another one of the, the big things. I mean, I, I work with marketing and social media, but a lot with LinkedIn, especially with lawyers, because I feel like that's the best place for them on social media most of the time mm -hmm. for them to get the most traction. Um, so I do a lot of speaking and webinars on, on LinkedIn and showing lawyers how to use it more effectively. And frankly, it changes more frequently, even than I can keep up with. So every time I do a, a webinar or I speak about it, I have to go back and you know, make sure that something hasn't changed or my screenshots aren't, you know, outdated, which most of the time they are. So every time I do these presentations, even if I do a couple a month, I'm always tinkering with it. So a lot with working on LinkedIn and helping lawyers, especially now after the pandemic that we're doing so much less in person, even though people mm -hmm. are trying to get back to it, there's, there's a lot more that's just happening online. Um, and I'm finding that lawyers are, you know, it, it kind of goes in waves. And, and since the pandemic, I've gotten a lot more interest again in lawyers saying, I really want to learn how to use LinkedIn, you know, better for, for my practice. And then, you know, like I said, the productivity end, a lot of times it's, you know, email is the bane of every lawyer's existence, right? I mean, it's <laughs> like, you think that you get to the end of the pile and, and you've got 15 or 20 or 30 that came in just while you were looking at at the other ones. And so I do a lot of work with them on managing email and, and just communications in general, maybe trying to take some communication off of email uh, where, where it doesn't necessarily belong all of the time. Um, and <clears throat> I do a lot also with trying to help lawyers try to figure out what they should do technology wise, because that's another thing that's constantly changing and trying to help them figure out it doesn't make sense for them to change, right? Do they need to chase the newest program or are there features and programs that they're already using um, that they that they don't even know about and, and maybe doing a better job of learning about the things that they're already using instead of chasing the next thing, you know, trying to change their whole office over to, to a new program. <clears throat> Absolutely. So it's, it's, if I may, I mean, my my experience has been, um, and I had this conversation with people about, you know, are you a starter or are you a finisher? And this is a concept from Jack Canfield from year, years ago. I think Power Focus was the book um, that I really attached to. And, it, and it's a continuum. Nobody is purely a starter and nobody's purely a finisher. Uh, but we're all somewhere on that scale. And entrepreneurs, private practitioners, Etc. tend to be more on the starter scale, which means that that's, you know, that's visionary. That's the, that's the people that, you know, are driving where, you know, where the world is going. We're starting our own practices. We're building businesses. We're um, inventing new processes and new, and new ways of doing things. Um, but those of us that are starters, and I'm one of them, um, 
we need finishers. We need people that like task lists and and structure and systems and um, and setting things up so that they can be delivered consistently through repeatability and 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 process, et cetera. For those of us that are starters, that stuff is at the least boring, at the yeah. at the most just flat flat out annoying, right? So. Um, whether it be a virtual, if you're a solo practitioner, whether that be a virtual assistant that can that can help you with that, or whether it, it be um, uh, really working with somebody like you that can help you understand the necessities of if you're going 100 miles an hour or your wheels are spinning at 100 miles an hour, but you're only going 50. OK, there's there's you, you, you you've got to get some traction. How are you going to get that traction? You're going to get that traction by systems and process and and you know the, the word that all of us who are strong starters really hate which is efficiency right. um, and and, uh, and 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 that comes into time management uh is is a big big part of that and you've got a new book coming out um that has to do with let's see what is the what is the title again uh how to do more in less time um so maybe we should take a take a minute to go. Where where did that idea come from, and and, and what's what's that book about? Yeah, so it's interesting. This is actually the um, so this is the first edition of the book, How to Do More in Less Time. The second edition uh, is coming out imminently. I'm waiting with bated breath for <laughs> to see it come out. It's it's all done. I'm just waiting for them to to print it and and produce it, but. It came out, I have a co-author, his name is, is Dan Siegel, another lawyer that I know through the ABA Law Practice Division. We've been friends for a long time. And he um, he is still a practicing lawyer, but he also works with clients on their technologies and helping them with their, their technology. <clears throat> and he used to do a lot of seminars, as as I did years ago and still do, on these ideas of, of productivity. And his was more based on the technology end. So a little bit of what I mentioned before in terms of, well, what are the programs that lawyers use every day? And wh- what are the features of those programs that, they're, that they may not even be aware of? And how can they use uh, that technology to get more done in less time. And the title of the program that he used to do was called uh, Get 90 Minutes of Work Done in, in 60. And that was his program. And it was all based on the technology where I was speaking on more general time management topics, talking about productivity and email management and delegation and how to prioritize and and how to choose the right activities uh, and, you know, efficiency, but also what I call effectiveness, which is mm. not just doing things in the most efficient way, but choosing the right activities to do in the first place. Right. And a lot of a lot of lawyers struggle with that. They get used to doing the things that they did starting out and they don't they're not necessarily good at delegating them or or saying I have a higher priority of work that needs to be done. I shouldn't be focusing on this. I should be focusing on that. So we we came together at some point um, to do a webinar, and then we said, you know, well, why don't we put these two pieces together and and make them into a book? And so that's that was how the book came out. So the first part of the book is all of that sort of it's sort of my half, although Dan has definitely contributed to that because 
He does a lot. He's also written a book for the ABA on checklists for lawyers. So we talk about using checklists and processes and systems, just what you were just talking about, Mark. And then there's a whole section of the book that talks about the technology and the different things that lawyers can use with programs like Adobe Acrobat and Outlook and and Word that they may not even realize because that's another thing we're not trained on, right? We don't, we don't get trained on productivity. We don't get trained on management skills. We, we don't get trained on uh, on any of these things. And, and as lawyers, we never got trained even in law school on how to use the technology that we use every day to produce the documents or yeah. to communicate with our clients. There, there was none of that. So that's really what the sort of the gap that we see this book filling. Right. And, and I think to a large extent, that's the gap that your services as a consultant to attorneys also fills, right? So um, I did want to, I did want to take a little bit of a sidestep in, in, in to talk about how, you know, how we know each other. I mean, we, we had met, you know, via actual in-person networking, oh geez, more than a decade ago, I believe. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and as we, uh, you know, our initial business um, that ultimately became Practice Marketing Incorporated was Practice Marketing Advisors. And we were advising attorneys much as much as you do on specifically marketing and, and marketing tasks and, and marketing time management, et cetera, et cetera. All of, all of that basically culminated into, you know, getting content out of people was like pulling teeth. Um, people get all t- wrapped up in the perfectionism of it and would take hours and hours to write a blog post to, you know, then fumble around trying to figure out how to get it out there and in the newsletters and in the, in the social media sphere, et cetera. So we invented a process by which we have a professional editor call an interview and, um, and, and, and take that interview, record it, transcribe it, and, and turn it into a professional blog article. They're the author. They're the they're the um, uh they're the not they're the expert, uh, et cetera. We don't do any ghostwriting, that kind of stuff. Um, and and then and then we handle getting it out there, you know, getting it out on the social media platforms and the newsletters and things like that. Well, you didn't really need that because you're a get it done kind of person, right? So <laughs> you 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 know you uh, so you didn't really need that. But I think that there was an appreciation for both from both of us as to, as, as to each other's skill sets, and so we didn't really have a whole lot to do together or or a way to serve. But then as time went by, we saw that, you know, everything has shifted to video um, and, uh, and and audio to, to, to an extent. But video is really, you know, now, especially in the social media space, online in general, uh, is kind of the holy grail because it allows our audience to see us, hear us, learn our mannerisms, get familiar with us. And that makes it much easier to make that transition from uh, should I call and have a consult to to doing that as well as as, as well as just building us as, as as experts and I know that you were doing some video before you got involved in our next service which was video socials um, but um, I know that you didn't need it um, to get it done because you're a get it done person um, but you joined Video Socials. You've been with us for a long time. What are you getting out of it? What? what why did you do it? So I know you you say I didn't need it, but but that was a big part of it initially was that that I did need it for for a number of reasons. So I had done a couple of videos here and there on my own, and I knew 
that video was something because I saw what you saw that everything was moving to video. And it's it's the no like and trust factor, right? When somebody sees you, they've seen your videos, they feel like they know you already. It's so much easier for them to pick up the phone and call you. And for somebody like me who does what I do, and, and the same thing for a lot of the professionals that are in video socials, they they get to see what kind of a person you are and how how you interact, even though you're not really interacting on a video because it's one way. Um, but they see how you speak. They see that they can understand how you're explaining things, all of those things. So it was something that I really wanted to do, but I wasn't doing on a consistent basis. And so a lot of what I do with my clients and I tell my clients when I work with them on a consulting basis is that the accountability piece of what I provide for them is maybe one of the biggest the biggest successes, right? It's, I mean, certainly we get to outcomes, but it's because they know that on Tuesday they have a meeting with me and they don't want to tell me they didn't do what we had talked about them doing. And so that there's an accountability there. And so I knew that joining video socials would be an accountability. You know, I've, I've signed up, I've already paid, people are counting on me. I, I don't want to just blow it off and not show up. So I'm going to force myself. And and that was part of it for me was that accountability was forcing myself to go, you know, every week or at least a couple of times a month, it's not perfect uh, to, to show up. But what I found once I started doing is that there are so many more benefits to it than just getting my video done. Right. So as you said, sometimes people struggle with what do I come up with for content? Right. How do I figure out what I'm going to do? How am I going to do all these things? Articles, blog posts, videos. I don't you know, there's only so many ideas I can come up with on my own. But you find that a once you do it on a regular basis, it's easier for you to come up with more and more ideas. You sort of flex that muscle. Uh, But also the big, big advantage to video socials is the other people who are in the group who and for for our group, that you know, I've been doing video socials. What is it? Three years now. It's more than pretty that, close probably, to it. Yeah, since yeah. pretty close to the beginning. Um, and so we have a pretty close knit group. We have people who you know may come in and out, but we all know each other now, and we're used to each other's styles, and we know what each other does. And so the feedback that we get from a video socials meeting is is so valued, not just the feedback that I get on on my video and how I could approve my specific video and the ideas that somebody says, hey, maybe you should talk more about this or do a follow-up video on that. But just listening to the other people, seeing what their styles are, picking up a tip here or there, how they do a call to action at the end, you know, what they've decided to do as, as a freebie giveaway to get people, how they ask people to subscribe, like just these little tips that you pick up. You know, I saw somebody the other day who had a QR code and I was like, I'm going to do that for my subscribe on the end screen. So I changed my end screen on my videos to have a, a QR code that people could scan to subscribe. You know, So just stupid little things like that, mm-hmm. but you, you pick up so much and then there's the networking and the camaraderie. That's really just what well, I think is the, the bonus. Um, but it's sometimes it's the best part of my week. And I really, when I have to miss it, and sometimes I do, I, I really do miss it. And I feel bad. And I try to make sure that everybody knows I'm okay. And that 
I, you know, I just had a conflict this week, but it's, it's really become a very important part for me, not just of my marketing, but of my own professional development. Well, and, and not that I wanted to, 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 to have a quote, a commercial for video social, but, <laughs> you know, thank you. Thank you for, for the, the insight into what you're, what you're getting out of it, because it really ties back into what you're talking about. And I think what you do as a, shall we say, management consultant for 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 attorneys, uh, as well as as marketing consultants, is that um, we don't do well when we're working in a vacuum. We, you know, we 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 have blind spots. We have areas that we don't see that we could improve. That we could we could find an easier path. That we could, you know. Um, we can set up something on a repetitive automated process or what, whatever it is. Um, that's the entire field of coaching and consulting is to have that second set of eyes. That's, you know, somebody that knows the business that we're running and, uh, and has experience in both in training and experience of working with others to help people see what they can't see. One and two is, to have that somebody else that you're reporting to, somebody else that that knows what you're up to and helps you to stay on track for that. Because I often say, look, if you end a meeting and you haven't scheduled the next one or you you know you don't, haven't scheduled the next step from whatever step that you just completed, well, guess what? You're going to finish that task. You're going to hang up that phone. You're going to get off of the video conference and life and clients and emergencies are going to happen and so it, it automatically, whatever it is, felt, felt, felt to the, you know, how many times have we gone to a networking event and met one or two people that are like, man, this, this is great. I think there's a terrific synergy here. Got to follow up, et cetera. And we're not even in the car before, you know, the, the phone's ringing. We're back. At, we're back into the uh, into the into the quagmire of dealing with client uh, issues and, 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 and resolving problems and, and all this other kind of stuff. And the business card gets set aside the you know, and, oh, I should have, you know, I should have, I should have, right. I, I ought to, et cetera. And then we get frustrated and then we stop going to networking events because we're not following right. up, et, et cetera. Et cetera. Right. Just having that other person. And, 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 and I'm, I'm basically, now I'm selling you because having that other person that knows what you're going through, that can help you stay focused and when you have to step away from that focus to bring you back in to that focus again um when it, it's time to follow up when it's time because it's not just creating the content in, in the marketing realm it's creating it in a way that has the greatest impact that has the most engagement that's getting it out to the right places at the right time it's get it's 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 there's a whole lot to it. And as you said, and this is why it's video socials. It's literally a social club where people right. are taking turns recording videos for, for, for video socials. And why it works is because we aren't doing it by ourselves. We're not sitting there talking to this in, inanimate object called the camera. We're having a conversation with each other as we're recording our videos. Right. And that is very engaging for an audience. People know that you're you're not just reading them a script. You're, you know, who wants to be read to on camera, right? So um, you're you're having a conversation with them. You're providing information that's valuable, that's, that, that expands their knowledge and, and is helpful to them. 
but we're doing it in the environment of we're not doing it alone. We're doing it with right. somebody else who is a pro who is not just sitting there judging you, but is there to help you and to acknowledge what's working well and to, and, and, and to share suggestions for what you could do that might work better, which it sounds like that's exactly what your consulting practice is all about. Yeah, exactly. And some of it really, honestly, too, is just being a cheerleader, right? You know, and the, and the encouragement. I mean, we've seen with video socials, you see how people grow and people are timid and nervous in the beginning and they stumble and, and they think that they can't do it. And then you see over time how they grow and how much how much better they get. And it's the same thing. I mean, a lot of, I work with a lot of lawyers, you know, sometimes they're partners in firms and they, they feel like they don't necessarily want to tell some of these things to their partners and they need, they need the support and they need a cheerleader and they want someone to give them constructive ideas, but also as a support system. And, and that's the same is true, especially for solos, right? I work with a lot of, excuse me, solo lawyers who, you know, they feel like they're in the weeds sometimes and they just need somebody to say, it's okay. You're not alone. I've heard this a hundred times before. It's okay. We'll figure it out, you know, and, and have a cheerleader to say, I know that you can do this. We'll just take it one step at a time. It's uh, um, I can't remember the guy's name right now. I I think his first name was Lynn. This was years ago. He had an online PDF book that I, that I downloaded and he said, you know, adults are um, ADD um, and attention deficit disorder, but not what, not the way that we see the, you know, the mental condition of it. It, it, it is, we are all in in seeking and sh- in short supply of acknowledgement for what we're doing because, you know, the, the so, yeah, sometimes we blow the doors off and the clients are really, you know. A, a, thankful and, 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 and acknowledging of, of the work that we've done for them. But many times, you know, they've got their, they're in their own world. They're in, their, you know, they, they've got their problems that they're dealing with. They've got their, et cetera, et cetera. And we, we can't just sit around and wait for, you know, to get that positive reinforcement and that acknowledgement that we're, we're doing the best we can and, 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 and we're making headway and we're, and, and, and we're making a difference. Right. Um, so having having, you know, we can call it cheerleading, but uh, I think it goes actually far beyond that because it's it's authentic. It's real. Yeah. It's 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 not just rah rah. It's, you know, and, and it's, it's like, as I tell people, and I don't want this to be all about video socials, but it's the whole concept of if somebody is showing up, they need to be acknowledged for that because. In the world of video, 99.99999% of the world's population doesn't show up to create videos. Right. So you're literally in the one-tenth of one-tenth of one-tenth of one-tenth of one-percent of the world's population if you're willing to create a video. Yeah. Right? And, and we see so much video with YouTube that we think, oh, you know, everybody's doing. No, <laughs> a tiny fraction of 1% is doing it. So if you show up, there's 80% of your success right there. Right. So we don't need to sit there and criticize you because you had a little bobble in your voice. or you didn't. You know, we need to acknowledge you that you that you showed up. And I think as a consultant, as a coach, as an advisor, um, you know, that you're working with somebody individually and independently 
um, if they show up, if they make an effort, it's a huge step in the, in the right direction. And we all need that encouragement, that yeah. acknowledgement that, okay, we're on the right track. We're taking, we're taking the steps. Maybe it took a little longer. Maybe we didn't get as, as, as far as, as we wanted to, but that's not the time to stop. The time to stop is to take stock and say, yes, but I did something. I moved, I, you know, I moved the, the, the ball forward. I moved the needle and you now it's just, okay, let's, let's develop a consistent habit out of doing that. Right. Exactly. So. Exactly. I just, <clears throat> I was just talking to a client the other day and I had that exact conversation with her. I said, listen, you're focusing on the things that you're not getting done. Let's look at the things that you did get done. Let's look at the steps that you are taking. Nobody goes from A to Z, you know, right away, number one, and and nobody does everything perfectly. So let's acknowledge you at least see that, you you know, there was an issue or you see you're noticing where there could be improvement. And that's the first step. It's even that in terms of acknowledgement, I acknowledge that this could be better. So let's figure out how to make it better. But let's not focus on that. Let's focus on here are all the great things that you did do. Here's here's what we talked about that you did implement. And here's how that helped you. And now we build on that, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we could go on all day. So your, your two <laughs> books are, are, are Make LinkedIn, LinkedIn Work For You um, and the one that's coming out uh, probably by the time that this actually publish, publishes it because we are recording this, um, is uh, how to do more in less time. But as far as how people reach you, I know that you've got a couple of websites. You're, you're all over social media. Um, you know, but your, your, your main website, I believe, is, is LawyerMeltdown.com. And your blog, uh, which you've been doing for years, and there's tons of free content uh, there for, for you guys. So please take advantage of it. LegalEaseConsulting.com. Um, and then you're all over social media, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, and in all of those places, it's LegalEaseConsulting.com or, or, LegalEase, or hashtag LegalEaseConsulting. Correct? That's right. Okay. And, um, and, and guys, there'll be links to uh, everything that we talked about associated with this, whether you're watching this as a, as, as a video interview podcast or whether you're listening to it as an audio uh, interview, interview podcast, whatever platform that you're on, um, all, of this, all, all of these will be links uh, for that. Uh, and hopefully we'll have the link for the new book by the time that this, that this publishes. Not we'll add it, we'll add it after, but uh, uh, I'm really excited about that because it's not just time management. Right. I mean, that's uh, the, 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 the title to me first said that. But in our conversation, I see, no, it's it's way more than it's way more than that. It's 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 really leveraging um, both technology and process and, uh, uh, um, and, and creating, you know, structure around time um, and, and how to how you utilize it. So. I'm excited. I'm excited to read it. I'm excited, excited to have it. Allison, just a, just a thrill to have you today. Um, and I, I wish you all the success. I want your your book to you know become a bestseller. <laughs> and uh, um, uh, but did you did you have anything um, that you wanted to? Uh, no, any special, I think any special you know, hopefully the book will 
be early in the year, which is a good time for people, you know, starting off the new year, your new year's resolutions, even though I hate them, uh, you know, to even just pick out one, one little thing. You know, I tell people when they read the book, you're not going to do everything, right? So pick out one thing that, that speaks to you and maybe implement that, that one thing, and then we can build from there. So I, I'm thrilled that we finally got to do this and got to talk to you today. As you said, I, we could talk all day about this stuff. So I, I really appreciate you having me on and uh, I hope it's helpful for your viewers. And, and, uh, and, and, the, and the pleasure is all mine and, and we're honored to have, I'm honored to have you and we're, we're honored to have you as a, as, as a member of Video Socials as well. Uh, Allison Joes, thank you so much. And folks, uh, stay tuned so we can learn how to su subscribe to the Inspiring Business um, podcast. Have a great day. You've been listening to Inspiring Business with your host, Mark Bullock. Your positive comments, likes, and most importantly, your sharing of this show with others is greatly appreciated. Don't forget to subscribe to the Inspiring Business Podcast on whatever platform you prefer. You can catch prior episodes on videosocials.net and on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and all the major podcast 